TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Another episode of A Change in Attitude here on Chairshot Radio, where we always remind you, always use your head. I am one-third of your tag team trifecta of hosts today. I am Ori. Along with me on this ride is Mags and Tanner. Mags, how are you this evening? Um, this evening? This well, morning it's evening right now for us. Yeah, Please. it's morning for you. I'm doing really well, trying to stomach this horrific whiskey that i bought on tanner's say so uh, what no <laughs> okay first off listen i Already gave you no guidance that. second you, <laughs> just just man up and drink the whiskey it's, it's not that bad tell us how you really feel this fine evening tanner <laughs> I, I was better until mags accused me of some bullshit <laughs> No, I'm oh, I'm so doing well. It was all, great while it lasted. We're, we're we're all too sweet here, so yeah. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Well, it's this morning, afternoon, evening, where whatever time you happen to be listening, we are going to be looking at the July first, nineteen ninety six episode of Monday Night Raw. If you're watching in Peacock app, it is season four, episode twenty six, and. Um, Right out the gate, started with Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty, along with Jim Cornette, and a person that you probably recognize, but not under the name that you recognize, Leif Cassidy, as we better know him, Al Snow, which mm-hmm. took me a hot second, but I was like, okay. So this was a decent match. It was a long match, around 18 minutes. Tanner, what were your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, so obviously Marty Jannetty and, and Shawn Michaels have a, a great deal of history uh, together, former rockers. Um, and, and again, Vince McMahon opens the show. He puts over Shawn in a very, very big way. He's, uh, oh, he's man, the, does he? Oh, my God, does he? Uh, <laughs> dude, he, th- this is the most excited I've ever heard Vince on an episode of anything <laughs> ever. I don't know. Maybe he had a great day. I don't know what his deal was. Um, but he, he he put over Shawn Michaels in a big way in this match. Shawn and and, and uh, uh, Marty are in the ring. Very intense stare down. I was I was glad for Shawn that there wasn't a large body of water near the arena uh, because of <laughs> or how intense. Bowling alley. <laughs> or bowling alley. Oh man. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, intense matchup, and uh, like you put it, Ori, uh, this match went almost half the show. Almost half of this entire episode of Raw was devoted to this match. Uh, great selling by both men. You can tell that they have a lot of good chemistry together. Um, this is definitely before the, the severe downturn in Marty's career, so that, it's it's good to see him in a in a positive light here on this this episode. Um, and, and, and a really well put together match. I completely agree. And I have to say, you know, it's nice to look back at these old matches and see Sean and see him moving well 
You know, we're, we're so used to seeing him as he is now. And if I'm not mistaken, he had a rod put in his back at one point. So he doesn't really bend at the back. He only bends at the hips now. And so to see him move like this was very, very interesting for me. Um, Mags, what are your thoughts on this match? Yeah, I've got a lot of similar thoughts as, as, as Tanner had. It's, uh, like I said, this was a, a, a long match, especially when these roars are like 45 minutes without commercials. To have uh, the opening match be almost half the time was, was, it was a big risk. And I think for me, this paid off. I think this was... Uh, a good way to start an episode of Raw. Uh, it's, it was the kind of match that was very classic as well. It had a lot of kind of like old school kind of wrestling moves with backslides, uh, but it, it still kind of had the the new edge that uh, that uh, Sean and and Marty were, were good on with the half line stuff. Um, uh, I, I, I enjoyed uh, Al Snow slash Leaf Caster. How young did that that guy look? Um, he just didn't look like the rugged Al Snow that we're all used to. But I enjoyed his, his uh, little interlude into the match, getting involved. Um, his, uh, um, I still don't get the point of Jose Lothario that much. I know he's the the, the famous trainer of Shawn Michaels, but I don't see what he really brings to the show. Um, and um, um, I think that um, Cornette had a quiet a quiet time in this match. But, yeah, I thought the, the match was a really fun kind of mix of old-school wrestling, but with uh, the, the newer style that, that WWE were trying to, or WWF was trying to, to push there. Um, and it, I don't think anybody come out of this match looking bad as well. I think, uh, obviously, we know Marty Jannetty's been out of the company for a while because of uh, personal issues. He's had uh, uh, issues with Sean uh, in, in, in kayfabe and in real life. But I think both really know how to bring it when it comes to a wrestling match. Uh, Sean, obviously, looking like the star that he is as world champion, but he didn't it didn't look like a squash match or a burial of uh, Marty Jannetty. So, for me, I thought this was a really good way to to start uh, the Raw, and then the rest of the show had to happen, didn't it? Yes, that is correct. <laughs> but before we get to the rest of the show, of course, you know, you, you minorly touched on it. Leaf or Leif, Al, whatever, we know who he is. With He came in with the attack, Cornette jumps in, and then, of course, Jose Lothario, while he may not have served a giant, you know, purpose, but he hit Cornette with that nice right hand, and that was... That was just satisfying to me. I don't know why. I don't know. You know I'm not Cornette's biggest fan. But yeah, so overall I agree. I think it was a really good match. And uh, if you've been listening for the first three full episodes, um, you know each one of us has a little thing that we're introducing, a little segment, our own personal segment. And for mine this week, um, I happened to watch this episode not only uh, by myself but with my husband and my 15-year-old. My husband was very much into WWF and WCW. My 15-year-old watched a little of the early 2010s and such because he's you know was born at the end of it and so he's familiar with a lot of these guys and has watched them present day and so feelings with my 15 year old and his thoughts after this match he said it was better than current products overall including wwe and aew because he has watched some of that Ooh. and so that's pretty high praise coming from and and i have to tell you my my 15 year old he is a huge cynic of everything and he's a giant troll so for to find that he actually liked and enjoyed this match you know kind of impressed me 
So yeah. So we'll we'll have some extra commentary from my 15-year-old throughout the show. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right, so after that, we get a flashback to the old WWF superstars that happened on the weekend, the angle with Sonny and Phineas, I guess kind of wrapping that up, but at the same time still building, it seems like. Um, Sonny's begging Phineas to say those three little words, and he admits he loves her, and she says, let me show you how much I love you, and smacks him on right on the kisser. Smoking guns come in and attack Phineas, followed by Hillbilly Jim and Henry, excuse me, coming in and attacking the smoking guns. And they corner Sonny and get her in a corner and uh, slopped her with a bucket of hog slop. Mm, mm, And uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't know how to feel about all of this personally. Uh, I'm just going to throw it out to whoever wants to go first. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, uh, uh, yeah. 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 So, I mean, it, it, it goes along the same, (laughs) I'm having trouble like trying to formulate what I want to say. Um, like it feels like Sunny, uh, was doing more of her great heel work that we talked about last week which is awesome. She, she played a very good heel. Um, obviously the run in by the, uh, the smoking guns there, uh, you know, uh, with, with the beat down and then the, the rest of the, uh, the hillbilly family comes in and makes the save. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's wrestling. Um, the, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the slopping but, of Sunny. No, yeah, that's that's where that's where we're gonna have a little bit of an issue. I mean, you, it's it's not like super unusual in the modern sense because I mean we've seen we've seen um, women covered in uh, all sorts of foul liquids uh, as probably as recent as probably five years ago, maybe even sooner than that. Um, but it is one of those things that has faded away because it's not great. It's not appealing. It's not um, socially correct in in most instances to exploit or to um, uh, I, I guess uh, do that to a woman. Uh, that that to me, it's it's just so weird seeing that now. Um, what's even weirder is how excited Vince McMahon got um, because he's he's mm-hmm. doing the commentary narrative over it. And he's like. <laughs> 
I'll, I'll try my best. <clears throat> oh, yeah, look at the slop. Yeah, look at the big chunks of slop coming out of her hair. Ah. He was on something on this show, but he was super like down for the slop in the hair. And he's like, oh, the chunks. Look at the chunks. And you're like, dude, seriously? Like, what the hell? Wow. I don't know what's better, the angle or your Vince impersonation. Look at the slop. Oh, that's amazing. What can I say to top that? I mean, <laughs> Tanner's absolutely nailed it. Um, yeah. uh, I thought that, that like last week, Sonny was was the star of this angle. Um, for someone so young to have the charisma uh, and and the ring presence that she does is is absolutely unreal. Uh, the way she sucked in uh, Phineas, uh, had him crying, and then the beat down. Yeah, it made sense because it was it was like like uh, you said already. It was kind of ending Sonny's involvement with the with the uh, Phineas, but then also kind of uh, moving the feud with the with uh, the smoking guns along uh, the slot bit. Oh, I mean, it, you can tell it was nineteen ninety six, can't you? With the slow mo cam and the uh, the low down view and the 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 chunks. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah it, was, it was very cringy. It was very, very cringy. Yes. Um and this was this was typical McMahon. If he's not waxing lyrical about Sean Michaels, he's excited about a scantily clad blonde female. What can you say? Yeah. And and that was something that, that my 15-year-old picked up on. He was like, you know, compared to, to what we have now, this is less refined and there's Believe it or not, my 15-year-old male is like, it's too much boobs, <laughs> too much focus on the boobs with the camera shot. And I'm like, are you really complaining you're a 15-year-old boy? He's like, actually, I kind of am. <laughs> and I was like, okay, is this a sign of good parenting? I'll take it, <laughs> you know? Yes. <laughs> so, but you yeah, I, mean, I get what he's... Man when he's 18. <laughs> yeah, right? So... All right, so from there, we've got Janko and commentary, and we have Mankind versus the Dumpster, Duke Drossy? Droz? Duke Drossy, yeah. Droz, okay. So, and, man, I have lots of... Okay, so the match for me, in and of itself, was okay. The thing that got me was King constantly... Trashing yes. Jake on commentary. It was, it was horrible. It, it was really was absolutely horrible. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't even and, pay attention to what was going on in the match just because everything that King was saying to uh, to, <laughs> to, to to Jake and, and ew, oh gosh. And and this is actually Duke uh, Duke Gross's last match in WWF. So for him to go out uh, whilst King is absolutely slating uh, Jake Roberts is, I think it's a little bit disrespectful because whilst he had a terrible gimmick, uh, who, who wants to be a garbage collector as, as a gimmick? Uh, he was actually a quite a decent wrestler. Yeah, um, quite agile for for a big guy, uh, and obviously he was in this match to. Uh, to be squashed by Mankind, Mankind just coming off the, the win against Taker, 
going into a feud against uh, Jake Roberts. Um, he, he was there to play a part. But to be disrespected by uh, just the match, not even having any attention paid to it, and it was all about how uh, King could have uh, jabs at uh, Jake Roberts, um, I thought was... Yeah, it was, it was very distasteful and, and you, it almost sounded real. Um, and I, I, f- I felt that Jake got flustered a lot of the time in what he was saying because some of the things were hitting home really, really hard. Uh, I don't know whether they, they they planned for that or whether it was just uh, go off the cuff and, and, and see if you can push each other's buttons. But Jake felt really affected by some of the stuff that Jerry was saying. And I felt even though it was like 25 years ago, I felt really bad for him because he had a horrific uh, bringing up. He uh, he had lots and lots of demons uh, in his uh, early wrestling career, uh, but he, he did try his best to, to combat them demons, and luckily we've still got him around now, and he's doing good things in AEW. But, yeah, the, some of the stuff that, that Jerry was saying, I mean, oh, it, it was horrific, absolutely horrific. Yeah, it was it was really below the belt. It, it really was. And, and you know, I know there was not too long ago, maybe within the last year or two, that whole angle where they went after Jeff Hardy and talking about his past demons and this, that, and the other. But this seemed even, I don't know, this is, and, and you guys tell me your feelings on this. When they start crossing that line between reality and kayfabe, you know, and start bringing in the more real aspects of people's lives. I don't know why, but it bothers me. <laughs> I, I I would say it depends kind of like what Meg's was, was talking about. It depends on how close to the bone it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we could talk about um, like the CM Punk pipe bomb promo, for example, which there was a lot of reality in what he was saying. Right. Um, but, you know, a lot of it wasn't like deeply personal, like stuff, right? Um, this was like berating him about his alcohol, uh, like King berating Jake about his alcoholism, which is a, a serious problem. Um, and a lot of the stuff he said way went way past the line. Um, yeah, and it continued even after the match, you know, talking about. You know, Jake's already left for Canada because he saw a billboard outside that said "Drink Canada Dry." You and, know, and the whole stuff about uh, he was happy to get a DUI because it meant he didn't have to drive and he and he could drink instead. Uh, yeah. The stuff where he was saying um, uh, the alcohol in his breath and, and, and dyed his hair and stuff like that. Yeah, it was just awful, awful stuff. Uh, and I, I'm along the same lines as as you are in. I don't mind reality being involved in. Uh, in wrestling, I think it it makes you um, appreciate the the characters more when they can put a little bit of themselves into it and then dial, turn the dial all the way up. But when you're using somebody's very very uh, strong demons, uh, and this is the same issue I had with the Sheamus and and Jeff Hardy uh, storyline, these are demons that you will will constantly fight for the rest of your life. You may be able to keep them at bay uh, for for years and years, but they are always there uh haunting you and as, as fuel but not even for a storyline just to rib on jake whilst he's meant to be on commentary i thought it was incredibly crass yeah 
And even in going back to my 15-year-old, he thought the match overall was interesting, but it was hard for him to care about it because there was so much focus on Jake and King. And he even said, you know, if we're going to have a match, the focus should be on the match. You know, it did kind of feel like it could potentially be a build towards Jake versus King later on down the road, you know, but the focus still was supposed to be to be building Jake versus Mankind. And I really felt like overall it took away from the match. And then, of course, afterwards, Jake attacks King and then Mankind comes after uh, Jake, hits him with the mandible claw and leaves him uh, laying at ringside. So mm-hmm. definitely not a, a high point of the show whatsoever. I think we can all agree on that. All right. Moving on, we have Gold Dust and Marlena versus Mark Marrow and Sable. Uh, Steve Austin on commentary. Lip is still busted and swollen. I'll get out. Um, we had some Marlena stalking Sable. Giving her some winks and whatnot. Um, we on commentary. We got some early shades of Vince versus Stone Cold, which I thought was really cool. Um, I will say for me, the I appreciated the camera work that we have now versus what we had then because they started talking about Marlena eyeballing Sable and winking at her and licking her lips. And we got some of that after the commercial break. But before that, it was like, oh, she's walking over to Sable. And we're like, where? You know? And so it's like, if you're going to talk about something, you kind of need to show it. And so, Mags, what what did you think about this match overall? Yeah. um, It was a long, long, long match. Um, and every every time you thought that the action was picking up, they slowed it back down again, uh, and it was really, really frustrating me. Uh, I think the the saving grace was uh, uh, Austin uh, on commentary. It still wasn't quite the Austin that we all ended up knowing and loving, uh, but you could see it was definitely uh, growing in confidence week on week. The way it was called. To, to slap Vince and calling him son. Uh, he continued a little bit of the Jake uh, ribbing, uh, uh, which I thought was a little bit unneeded. But the, the, the weird thing in this match was the Marlena stuff. Um, I mean, I know you've, you've said a couple of times, Ori, about you don't get the point of Marlena. Uh, and I kind of agree. It's, it's literally just because she was married to, to Dustin. Uh, but the things that she was doing, like the, the licking of a cigar... Going over and I just, it just felt weird. Um, yeah, uh, but the in, the in ring stuff when they were when they were actually picking up the pace, it was it was really good. Could uh, have could have uh, easily uh, competed against the first match for 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 match of the night for me, but it was the slowing down with the chin locks all the time. Every time the pace picked up, it was back to the chin locks or back to. Uh, uh, an arm bar, and it was really, really frustrating. Um, the gold dust getting the finish uh, again seemed like it came out of nowhere when uh, Mark Mirror was absolutely whooping his ass. Um, but obviously, Goldust was the biggest star back then. He was uh, moving on to uh, the the big feud with the Undertaker, uh, and Mark Mirror was 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 getting to the point where he was going to transition into uh, becoming uh, the the boxer gimmick that, that he had. Uh, but yeah, uh, it was 
it was plodding, very, very plodding. The thing that I, I enjoyed more of, of this segment was actually the the advertisement that they did uh, just before this match uh, for the uh, for the hotline, where they were saying, "Why is Ultimate Warrior in the doghouse?" Uh, and it was actually because his dad had just died, and he wanted time off for the funeral, and Vince told him he couldn't have it. But uh, yeah, this match was was not good. No, and the whole thing with with Marlena and the cigar and the close up, like that was, that was definitely not some PG stuff. Like mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I mean, she was licking it, and and I, I was actually, between her lips, and, and I'm yeah. like, uh, uh-uh, uh, no, I feel. I, 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 I was actually watching it with Mrs. Mags, and she was like, "What is she? Is she giving that that cigar a blowjob?" I'm like, "Thank uh, you," but it, let me ask it was you this: so this so was, cringy. This was '96, right? Mm-hmm. So Clinton was still in office, was he not? Or had just come out of office and had all of that with the? He he. This was pre uh, Lewinsky. This was oh, pre- this would have been pre Lewinsky. So, but maybe Bobby but... got Billy got some ideas. I don't know. <laughs> maybe who knew Bill Clinton uh... was a wrestling fan? <laughs> hey, you know. Uh... <laughs> He, he was from from Arkansas. I mean, it's a big <laughs> wrestling state. Um, <laughs> I feel like I've completely thrown you off, Tanner. <laughs> I hey, you know, we, we could talk about '90s politics. I, that's fine. No, uh, no, no, no. I don't even want to talk about today's politics. No, thank hey, you. Perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I mean, I I see where you guys are coming from, but I'll play devil's advocate just for the heck of it. Uh, we are going to see some far more uh, gratuitous <laughs> sexual, uh, sexually explicit things probably going forward on a lot of these raws. Um, what, what what they're doing is simply very obviously sexually suggestive here. But that was kind of the whole Goldust and Marlena thing is like you didn't know he had this very this just i won't even say air it was just a cloud of ambiguity that surrounded gold dust and with her it kind of made things even more confusing because you're like oh well you know he they're obviously together somehow and she's doing these very explicit kind of things over in the corner um it's 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 really proto attitude era uh with with how i guess suggestive that particular gesture was um, as far as the match goes, I mean, the match was just a just a slog to get through. It was it was a rough time to get through that match. Um, the 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 Sable and Marlena stuff did confuse me quite a bit because it was like they're they're not even like they're you're, you're not even close to each other. Like, or I can't even see what's going on. So, you know, I I, I didn't understand. Um, but yeah, uh, weirdly enough, the cigar did seem to be the highlight, if I can call it that, uh, I guess, or or notable moment perhaps of of the match is like, oh, that, huh, that happened. Okay, yeah, it definitely sticks out in your mind whether you want it to or not. And right. Per the fifteen year old, um, well, we got the the attitude adjustment tour, um commercial right in the middle of it and his thoughts on the the commercial he was like this screams 90s and i can feel myself de-aging just watching it and i wasn't even born in the 90s i'm like yeah and he in and as far as the match went he was like it was all right there's 
so many, literally his words, homoerotic undertones. Yes. And it was just odd. So, yeah, you, you can't disagree there. But, I mean, that, you know, going back to what you said, Tanner, it was the mid-90s. This is the jumping off point. We're going to see much worse. And it was kind of, you know, Marlena and Goldust whole gimmick. That That's, you know, are they, are they not? Are they messing with people's heads? You know, just exactly. to get a win, get that kind of thing. So, I mean, but... Even at the time, I mean, I enjoyed Goldust for what he was. I, I thought mm. it was interesting, but I, I still just, mm. the whole Marlena thing, uh, it just, it doesn't completely fit for me. I, I can definitely see how if you weren't expecting to see something like that, you'd be like, oh my God, like what, what is, what's going on here? Um, you know, but it's, it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> there's so many worse things that we're about to see. I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> I'm counting on it. Sadly, yourself for it, though. <laughs> yes. Like this is on cable. I thought this was like for a second. I thought we were on Skinamax. What happened? <sighs> oh yeah, the slop. All, oh god. That was all said though. The 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 highlight of this was was Austin on commentary. Um, yeah. I think there was a part. There was a, a part of his uh, of him when he said that he'd won. Obviously, won the King of the Ring recently, and, and he'd beat everybody in the WWF by proxy, uh, except for Davey and uh, Shawn Michaels, who were in the title match. Said, but they know I could beat them anyway. Or, this was the start of of the cocky uh, anti-hero Austin. So at least that was a highlight. We we get a, a little bit of kind of growth of his character. But yeah, this we could have done without this match. Mm. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So that brings us to basically the end of the and and I think it's kind of weird that this is like quote unquote the end of the show because we had that one long I mean the whole match in and of itself wasn't 18 minutes, but from start of show to end of full segment was 18 minutes. And so mm-hmm. to have that much of the show, and I think we've or at least myself starting, you know, watching WWE in 99, early 2000s, you know, I've gotten spoiled on two and three hour shows where it's like 49 minutes. This is it. It's, it seems really weird. And so, I don't know. I don't know how to, how to process that. That's the end. It feels like there should be so much more. So final thoughts on the show overall. Go ahead, Max. Um, I was just going to say it soon bumps up in in uh, in time, so we'll, we'll we'll get to. I think they go to ninety minutes and then go to two hours soon. So, uh, but yeah, um, the opening match super. Uh, I think that was a match that that will could stand up today in in wrestling. But the rest of the card, it was just it was woeful. It was really we could have missed this out altogether and we would probably still be in the same place in terms of storylines. Um and one thing that that really stands out about watching this show especially when the fact that we watched the previous show last week is you can tell that they're recording these in blocks mm-hmm. uh, because you had the same audience as we had for last week's show the same uh, row of about five or six guys with a uh, Burger King uh, um hats on so yeah that's that's um it kind of takes you out of of the reality of it i suppose uh i do like the fact that we're getting 
uh, Ultimate Warrior against Owen Hart next week. We've got a little promo for that, and that is also uh, Ultimate Warrior's last match in WWF, so uh, that'll be fun. Um, knowing that he was in the doghouse, if you uh, paid your $1.49 and asked your parents' permission. Um, but, yeah, this was not a good show. I just want to know if Mags actually paid the dollar forty nine to get that information this week. <laughs> uh, yeah, it did say on it did say on the network that this number is no longer active. Yeah, oh. my son asked about that, and he's like, "What would happen if I called it now?" Because they're like, "Read," even though all of that's covered up, they're telling you what the number is. I'm like, it would either go somewhere strange, or it would just say it's not in service. <laughs> and so then I had to explain, oh, you know, you get Jim Rosswood. The, under, the ultimate warrior is in the dog house. Find out why. <laughs> of course, you then want I to know my, explain, my barbecue sauce. Oh, gosh. <laughs> right. Then I had to explain 8675309 and why all of the phone numbers in TVs and movies start with 555. Mm. So he got a full education this episode, if nothing else. It's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> so w- what what are your final thoughts on this, Tanner? Uh yeah, it was, it was a it was a one match. It was a one match show. Uh, I mean, if Marty and Sean really, really put on a, a great match, uh, really, really, I, I wouldn't go as far as saying it was as good as their match that they had. Uh, Sean had with the British Bulldog. I think that that's still the, the best match that we've seen uh, thus far in our series here. Um, but with that being said. Um, still a, a very, very, you know, super good match for, for a Monday night raw I took up about half the episode. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say that that's the, that's the highlight. That's the high point, uh, for me is that the opening match. I cannot disagree. And then final thoughts with my boy. He said, this was better than current. Of course. Um, he got, he said he does prefer the 2010s era of wrestling better um mainly because they had more money at the time it was higher quality i mean he was scoffing at the the guardrails he was like oh the old school guardrails i'm like yeah that's what we had at that point i love it though you know and we didn't have and and i like that ring of honor still uses them really and truly i think it it makes it interesting but um he said it it made him more emotionally invested overall that he enjoyed this more and that he said watching what we have now current era is like watching a middle school production of hamlet (laughs) that it's just it's not like this is to him this is much better now is just not so much and i'm like what i didn't think i was raising the next jim Cornette. i have concerns I mean, I get he where asked, he's coming if from. If he asked for, for a tennis racket for his birthday, start to worry. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That, that I, I definitely will. Ooh. So, because you guys know I'm not the biggest fan of Cornette. Like, I, I appreciate him for the history that he has. I think he's an amazing wrestling historian. But some of his takes on, on modern wrestling, the, the fact that he refuses to let it evolve, just, it, it irks me. Mm-hmm. It irks me so bad so all right that's it god i'm I'm ready for our episodes to be longer guys i really am i cherish these moments with you (laughs) it is coming mom it is coming um so next week's episode is the 8th of july 1996 uh and it's going to be 
headland with Ultimate Warrior against Owen Hart. So we've got that gem to look forward to. That's mm. right. So, Mags, tell everybody where they can find you on the interwebs. Okay, so you can find me usually drinking terribly recommended whiskies uh, at DJ Kirby. Um, I have content all over the, the show, many of them with uh, this fine gentleman right here. Um, but, yeah, you can find my content on Chair Shot. You can find it on uh, Shooting the Sports Station. You can find it on Visionaries Global Media. And Tanner, where can we find you? Uh, yeah, you can find me at uh, Texas Gentleman underscore on Twitter. Uh, or uh, you can also uh, hit me up uh, on our main account uh, for uh, Radio Tackers, uh, which is uh, R-A-D-I-O-T-E-K-K-E-R-S. Uh, we do a, um, a weekly alternate commentary uh, for a Premier League football. So definitely check that out if you are a, a, a Premier League football fan. The international football, not the American stuff, yes, just yes, to clarify. Uh, yeah, the actual, actual <laughs> footy. Uh, the football that. that actually uses a foot and a ball. Yes. Hey, it uses yeah. a foot sometimes. Um, yeah, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and I am Ori. You can find me on Twitter at O-R-I-O-N-A-7-5. That's Oriona75. You can also catch me on Twitch at oriona 7 uh, typically Monday and Friday nights, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And Mags, we do have a Twitter, do we not? For the for a change in attitude. It is at ACIA. That's a change in attitude uh, podcast. That's right. So make sure you hit us up on there. Tell us your thoughts and feelings. Tell us where we went wrong, where we went right, and what you're looking for we, forward to. We went wrong in watching this episode. <laughs> yeah. Right, that but it was a necessary we evil. It was a necessary evil <laughs> that we had to slog through. So catch us next week. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, you can catch us always on the Chairshot Radio Network, where all your wonderful podcasts can be found. And don't forget to always use your head. Have a good week, you guys. Bye. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head.